Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Bombadida, 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 Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Seemed appropriate. It's Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Brought to you in part by Legacy Heating and Air, a Cook family business, Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. And the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. Guy who's looking at uh, getting himself a better future, Drew Pine, entering the transfer portal. So, uh, that that was a fun little surprise today. Uh, Len Clark, Dr. Len Clark from Irish Illustrated, <laughs> joining me right now on uh, on the horn. Thank you, Len, for uh, for joining me. And and just for uh, the disclaimer's sake, um, you know, w- like I booked you. What was it? Wednesday to come on. Uh, was it you who got in Drew's ear to transfer? <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> a lot has transpired since Wednesday, Jim. I'm Man. glad to talk with you. I'm, I'm hoping you might give me some answers on where we might end up. I have <laughs> some ideas, but there's one thing I can guarantee. An announcement about where Notre Dame will play will be made on Sunday. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that I'm sure of, too. <laughs> I, like we're, we're on the same page there. That's excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah, but crazy news today, you know, Drew Pine yeah. uh, announcing that he's going to hit the transfer portal, and then it's also reported that Tyler Buckner will be the starting quarterback. So okay. uh, a lot of interesting things coming out of Notre Dame today. Yeah, the uh, uh, my, uh, my, my co-host from Legacy Heating and Air Game Day, uh, Tim Growl, passing along the note to me uh, during the commercial break. Uh, Going with the old adage, a starter doesn't lose their position if they're injured and come back ready to play. So he must be ready. Apparently they're not rushing him or anything like that, which would really be my only fear about starting Tyler Buckner in the bowl game. Like, he's got to be ready, right? I would say that he's probably been working out and and at least uh, mentally staying in the ball game, uh, getting ready for this. and. Uh, just kind of a surprising thing. We knew that there would be a possibility of Tyler Buckner possibly playing in the bowl game, but mm. not under these circumstances where you have <laughs> Drew Pine, who went eight and two as a starter, looked pretty good. Uh, although they didn't get the win out at USC, but uh, just kind of a little bit of shocking announcement. You knew there was going to be competition this spring, but uh, just uh, you know, kind of surprised this afternoon listening to that. Yeah, I uh, you know definitely made my lunch a little bit more interesting. I was like, honey, we got to go. We got to go. I got to get back home. Got to get to the office. Uh, <laughs> so kind of threw a little crimp into my plans a little bit. But hey, thanks, Drew. Uh, so why now? Why not wait until after after we figure out what bowl game Notre Dame's going to or uh, after they play in the bowl game, whichever bowl game they're going to? Why? Why now? Well, that's a question for Drew Pine. Everybody has their own reasons for doing something, and uh, 
Obviously, this, in Drew Pine's opinion, was the best decision for him to not play in a bowl game and to seek another opportunity where he will have three years of eligibility remaining. But, yeah, it is a head-scratcher. You know, all season long you hear about the teammates talking about playing for their brothers. And we're getting to a bowl game now where we know that Michael Mayer is probably not going to be playing. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Foskey might not be playing. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Uh, maybe there are some other individuals. And so really it's like, what are you playing for a bowl game for? This is really a marketing issue for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, in my opinion right now, is how do you get excited about the Fighting Irish when you've got a quarterback who hasn't played since the third game of the season and you've got some of the biggest names not uh, going to be playing there? I know it's a chance to get the extra practice, but uh, it, it, really, the landscape of college football has changed so much with the transfer portal. Uh, players not opting to play in a bowl game because of their chances of going pro. And boy, it's changed a lot since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Dr. Len Clark from Irish Illustrated joining me right now on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Um, you, could, you could almost kind of blame Notre Dame for that, really. Uh, for for the whole you know bypassing you know uh, or I'm sorry foregoing the uh, uh, the bowl game you know in an effort to stay healthy for the NFL draft or so because of what happened with Jalen Smith really uh, mm -hmm. you know I mean so you know, kind of ironic there I guess but um, but yeah that that does seem to go against the whole you know marketing mantra at least that has been that has been fed to us so. Um, do you think? Do you think maybe he just saw some writing on the wall? You know, Tyler's you know well, coming back. You know, Tyler's healthy. They've also got Kenny Minchie coming in. You know, like could have been that. Well, once again, it's a decision that Drew Pine made. But you saw everything about Minchie coming in, and then Notre Dame looking into the transfer portal to bring in a quarterback. So it's a chance for him to compete and win that starting job. But if he doesn't, then here's another season where he is not going to get a lot of playing time. And, yeah. you know, a lot of college players, when they play college football, they want to be a starter. So you really can't blame him for transferring if he wants to play on a daily basis. And But, you know, you have to compete. Wherever he goes, it's not going to be carte blanche saying, come in and here are the keys. He's going to have to be a competitor wherever he goes. But uh, he'll have to find a program that will best fit his game style and an opportunity to play. But, you know, there are a million reasons, and I could see his, his leaving because of the competition. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you come to Notre Dame, and you always talk about it being a 40-year commitment, but it's becoming more of a business now where mm. people are leaving, and it's really not playing for the school. They're playing for themselves. It's not like he uh, he necessarily came out of nowhere either. It's not like he you know initially went to a junior college or anything like that, and then transferred to Notre Dame or anything like that. Like out of high school, you know, he he had offer sheets from Alabama and Michigan and Oklahoma and Auburn. You know, not exactly pushover programs here. So, uh, you know, what what level of a program, especially after seeing what he's able to, you know, or at least what he was able to do during the regular season. What uh, what level of program do you think Drew Pine could wind up at? Well, you know, he's a native of Connecticut, so obviously you have to go back in that geographical area and take a look, possibly the University of Connecticut closer to home, 
chance for his family to play. Um, I think he has some family connections down at Virginia Tech. They've used a graduate portal transfer last year, a kid from Marshall coming in to play at Virginia Tech. So, you know, it's wide open. But uh, here's a chance for him maybe to entertain some offers to find out where it is best for him to fit. But I would say my gut says usually if you're going to leave a program, you probably want to have the support of family and friends and go back to your home area. So I would probably say in the Northeast somewhere. Did you also happen to catch the uh, just the ironic timing that uh, Phil Dracovic is entering the transfer portal as well? <laughs> You know, you can you can look in the crystal ball and say, "Hey, you know, is it serendipity?" But yeah, you know, maybe Boston College is a, it's a, you know is a possibility for him. But you know, but I go back is you know I, I love sports, I love covering sports, mm-hmm. but it has changed so much over the past couple of years because of NIL transfer, you know, graduate transfers, the portal, and everything, and. It's it's really hard to build a, a new fan base if you're a young individual because you know you look up to a Drew Pine and you know uh, all the kids that looked up for him and now he's gone. What kind of message is that sending? Yeah. That's the downside. But on the positive side, you have to look. He's got to look out for him and what's best for himself and his family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, as as I've come to you know you know just work things out in my head, it's just like well this. I, I doubt that he's doing it as as like some sort of ha screw you guys, uh, you know as, as you know like that like he just, he does he just doesn't strike me as as that kind of guy, which is what made the timing of it all just so interesting to me quite honestly. So well, you know he's had a very tough year being in the spotlight, yeah. and I think that was the one of if you have to say it, there was one of the downfalls of Drew Pine. In my opinion, he he was he played behind Ian Book. He always had that mindset is that he was the backup guy. So being thrust into the limelight, it, you know, it was kind of overwhelming. And we kind of see, saw him evolve over the season and, you know, kind of get a little uh, repetitive in his answer, saying, I'm here to play for my brothers, what have you. Uh, and I think the pressure got to him. But then, you know, when you keep hearing that, hey, you're not going to be the guy next year, we're going to the transfer portal, we're bringing in this guy, I think it probably weighs on him. And, and really when he sat down and said, hey, I got to go and do what's best for me. And if he wants to play on a daily basis, then he's going to have to leave Notre Dame. But yeah. at the same time, I would have liked to have seen him compete to see, you know, if he was really the best quarterback in that stable. Right. Guess we'll never know, really. Uh, so, moving on to the bowl game, uh, Notre Dame. You know, when all you know all the news about Drew Pine, you know came out you know they they came out made a statement as well saying that uh that uh tyler's the guy for the bowl game um he's not pushing it is he you know that's uh, if they say he's ready to go they're gonna not gonna put him in a position to get hurt uh or yeah. you know he's got to come back he's got to be a hundred percent and i think he's ready to go if, if, they, if they're going with him and uh Still would have liked to see Steve Angeli in there to see what right. he would have been capable of doing, but uh, we might see you know Angeli get a chance down in whatever bowl they go to. But right now, after the Rose Bowl made their announcement that they would prefer to have Penn State over Ohio State, that kind of threw everything in a uh, flutter, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was speculation that it was the Gator Bowl against South Carolina, but now with that Rose Bowl announcement, uh, everything is indicating that it might be uh, the game in Tampa at the ReliQuest Bowl that's going to be played on Monday, January 2nd at noon Eastern time against Mississippi State. And so we guarantee one thing. We know that Notre Dame's going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. It could be Tampa. It could be Jacksonville. It could be out in San Diego with a holiday bowl. But 
uh, I know everybody wants a chance to see, hey, let's see what Tyler Buckner's been doing since he's been hurt and where he's at right now in terms of the program and maybe a glimpse into the future of the Notre Dame football team going into next year. So the Tampa Bay Reli- <laughs> what used to be the Outback Bowl, now the Rely Quest Bowl, <laughs> whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, okay, so we'll find that out early Sunday afternoon or so after they uh, you know drag out the, uh, the college football playoff rankings, the top four of that, after they drag that out for like an hour and a half. So um, that'll be that'll be fun watching. Um, you, you mentioned on the defensive side of the ball, you know Isaiah Foskey, probably probably a draft pick this year. Uh, who yep. get who gets the move up in uh, into his spot in case uh, he decides to forego the bowl game? Well, we saw some of the uh, uh, younger players getting more playing time toward the end of the season. Uh, Gabe Rebio. Uh, getting a chance to play, uh, Riley Mills, you know, Aaron's burgers on the depth chart. We didn't see too much of him in the latter part of the season. And then some names I always have problems pronouncing, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's, it is, it is a big loss for Isaiah Foskey. He's kind of like the heart and soul of the defensive line, but you know, here's a chance. As I said, the bowl game is really a glimpse into the next season or what spring ball is going to be looking like in terms of who is going to be competing. Unfortunately, you, know, you would like to cap off this season with a 9-5 and record, mm-hmm. uh, something positive that you could really take into the offseason right now. But, you know, right now, it's, the interest factor is, you know, why go to both? We know why they're going to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with all the announcements, it, it's just the biggest losers, in my opinion, are the fans. You know, they follow yeah. this program all season long, and now it's, you're not seeing. Uh, it, it's like going to a rock concert to see a big-name band but none of the original members are in there anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I wish to see them, but uh, it, 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 they're not, it's not the original. They're playing the same songs, but it's not the guys who were there, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's like it, a cover It's like a cover band. Yeah. You know, it's a cover team right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not Guns N' Roses unless it's Axel and Slash. And for, you know, exactly, like 20 years, exactly. there was no Slash. So it wasn't Guns N' Roses, damn it. I will yeah, die. So, but, you know, we'll sit back and uh, we know that they're going to try to put the most competitive uh, product there on the field. And, uh, you know, we'll see. It's, you know, it's a team. It's not individuals. So just imagine if Isaiah Foskey went down with an injury, they would have had to fill that, sele- uh, that position with somebody. Yeah. So, as I said, it's a chance for somebody to come in and, and get some playing time. Uh, but that's really the downside of the bowl is that if you have the possibility of playing bowl, uh, in the pros, you mentioned Jalen Smith, you know, that that weighs on the minds of a lot of players and it's a gamble. And I know lots of them would, I, I think Isaiah Foskey would really want to go out there and play, but I would say that if you take a look at it from a business decision, he's probably making the right move. As far as the college football playoff expansion goes, how, how do you feel about that? Just, you know, the fact that, Hey, it's finally going to happen. Uh, you know, your, your thoughts on, on the expansion. Well, I like the expansion to the 12-team format, but when you follow Notre Dame, you know that they're never going to be a top-four team because they don't uh, affiliate with the conference. And so the mm-hmm. best that Notre Dame can do is to finish with the number five seed and uh, not get a bye, basically, because they're an independent team. So will this kind of force Notre Dame into a conference? I don't know. That's above my pay grade, and I don't make that decision. But I do like the 12-team expansion you know, getting some of those schools that have finished undefeated in the past couple of years, but didn't even get a chance. 
let's give everybody a chance with this 12-team format. But it's going to be a little bit harder for Notre Dame to really be considered a top-tier team if they're always going to be possibly number five. If, if I remember correctly... Wasn't wasn't there something in like when when all the you know the the CFP expansion started you know being talked about and whatnot? Wasn't there something in there that that didn't allow for a for a home game at Notre Dame Stadium? I'd have to go back, but uh, like am I just imagining that because my, I couldn't find it anywhere either? I was just like, uh, we, I knew I didn't yeah, make we, that up. <laughs> well, we do know that the the first four teams are going to get the uh the buy yeah so actually actually six i mean the six so you have six conference champions that are going to finish and get buys and so the next four ranked conference champions will be seated uh and get the buy so but the the next four highest i think will host the first round matchups yeah so number five through number eight so that what you just mentioned could be in effect so the best I know that Notre Dame can do is finish number five in this new play ma- playoff format, which means that they should host a first-round matchup. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, if, my, if, if my calculus is right, you know, right, but even right. check my math. So. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it should be fun to watch like some team from, you know, like the second-place team in the in the SEC come up here in December. That'd be fun. Well, you know, that's always going to be fun. I think there's that home field advantage, if you will, when it's uh, 30 degrees below zero. or You never can tell with the weather in Indiana, but right. it's always good to play at home because you've got that decisive advantage and, and the home crowd support. But it doesn't matter. I think Notre Dame just wants to get back into the college football playoff picture, and as long as they're one of the top teams, you know, that's what they would want to do. It doesn't matter if they need to go on the road or stay at home, but uh, just when you take a look at just – how the whole thing works, you know, is it, it goes back to the question, will Notre Dame kind of be forced into a conference where there can be guaranteed, you know, uh, a conference championship or uh, depending on Notre Dame's record, are they always going to be at the highest you can get number five? You know, uh, Notre Dame is always consider themselves number one. You know, they don't want to be number five. Right. Right. <laughs> they always market themselves as the cream of the crop. So, you know. Yeah, we're number, number five. five. Ranking, we're number yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have the same ring but, to you know, it, really. We won't, we, we won't have to worry about that till 2024, 2025. Right. Uh, but that's something to shoot for. And to, But I do like the expansion of the 12-team format. But even the whole college football landscape has changed with the conference alignments. You know, USC, UCLA coming to the Big Ten, hey, it, I'm confused. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's definitely changed. I'm old school, I guess. I'm old right. school is. It's it, it's just kind of foreign to me, but uh, it's just I just sit back and, and and kind of digest it and make up my mind how it's going to work. But uh, I'm optimistic as to where things are going to head up for Notre Dame and, and college football in general. But we do know that there's a huge demand, and you know the advertisers are going to love it as well as the individuals who have the media rights. I uh, I got to thinking about this too, and you mentioned USC and UCLA, and um, I was just kind of like. You know, if if USC winds up, you know, after moving to the Big Ten, after completing that move and playing in the Big Ten championship game and, you know, like their first or second year or something like that, and uh, for some reason not in, like, the, uh, you know, not, not in, like, a high playoff berth or anything like that, and they get into the Rose Bowl, it's like, <laughs> um, is that awkward at all? I don't know. 
<laughs> so yeah, that is uh, well. <laughs> it'll be interesting. <laughs> it becomes that to scenario, you know, it's like, hey, it's the visitors from the Big Ten, and it's uh, right across town. Right. But as I said, you know, the whole landscape has changed. So you know, the best way, you know, we, we are living in a world of change, and the best way to deal with it is to embrace the change. Change. So you know. Changes are, are being made. Uh, they think it's best for the game in college football and the student-athletes. So, you know, I'm going to sit back and see how it, it translates out. But, you know, we always hope that Notre Dame is going to be competitive and have a chance to play for the national championship. And maybe this might make that uh, a little bit more possible uh, as opposed to the, the current four-team matchup. I always have to giggle whenever anybody says, uh, you know, doing it for the best of college football, you know, in, in, in the best interests of college football. In theory, it, in it, theory, it just makes yeah. me giggle a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> one last thing, and you mentioned, you know, the football playoff, you know, and, and it's expanding and the TV deals and all that. It, it's, it's interesting to note that in the Big Ten TV deal, like none of the individual schools in in the Big Ten, you know, is, is spe- you know, even you know, after USC and UCLA join up, all that, like none of those schools are mentioned in the Big Ten TV deal. But Notre Dame is. Is that where there's smoke, there's fire, or is that just them, you know, like doing a CYA? Another great question, but, you know, we know that Notre Dame, with their history of being independent, yeah. it's better off for them to to be by themselves because they own the whole pie. When you start right. cutting up the pie with how many members are going to be in the Big Ten, uh, 16, Something like and you're that, getting yeah, one sixteenth of that, yeah. it's, yeah. It, it's just, uh, hey, I'd rather control the, the control as, as much as I can. And uh, I think Notre Dame will try to stay as independent as long as possible, but Maybe if the, the rules in terms of playing for the championship or qualify the championship are going to be a little bit tougher, then I said it strengthens the argument about Notre Dame joining a conference. Now, which conference is that going to be? And it, 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 there's a lot of things that need to be talked about. You know, there's possibility that some of the conferences uh, might go away and create these super conferences. It's just a whole landscape. It's like they're blowing it up and say, let's build it back better. Because right now what they're doing, it just keep, it's, it, it's just putting more body work on a car from the 1920s and, and, <laughs> and, and, and trying to keep it pretty and on the road. So right now it's like, hey, with the new technology and everything, let's put a better product out on the road. It's uh, the old Johnny Cash song, One Piece at a Time. So that's what college football One piece is turning of time, into. But I would say pieces of time. But, you know, maybe that's the best thing, just blow it up. And, uh, but there are going to be winners. There are going to be losers. But I think they're trying to make it as equitable and, and fair to everybody out there. But it will be exciting. And, and, and the, you know, if you some of these lower-tier schools, I don't want to say that negatively to Hortel, but let's say in the history, like Boise State, here's a chance. Let them yeah. prove that they're the best in the country. Yeah. And I'd like to see it. I like the Davy and Goliath, you know. Yeah. I mean that that Oklahoma Boise State game is still one of my favorite bowl games ever. So I mean that was such a great game. Yeah, and I think that's what college football needs right now is that uh, they need something like that to really kind of give it a jolt and make it, uh, as I said, just exciting and fair to everybody out there. And it's a chance for these uh, schools like a Boise State to even get better recruits uh, as opposed to you know relying on the transfer portal or. Uh, trying to compete with the big schools uh, for these players. If it's going to be fair and 
easy or fair and to get every uh, players at their school, then I think they have a chance to increase their recruiting base as well. Dr. Len Clark from Irish Illustrated. A big thanks, of course, as always. What's up at uh, irishillustrated.com? Well, just getting ready to follow that bowl game wherever it might be. And so uh, we'll be like you, waiting for the announcement on Sunday and then getting into reaction mode. You know, we're trying to anticipate, but you can't anticipate right. until what happens after Saturday. So, uh, you know, we're having a great time just covering the Fighting Irish and uh, gearing up for uh, spring football and then looking ahead to the start of the 2023 football season in Dublin. Is this where, uh, where you're just looking at the entire bowl list and you're just like, what are the chances that it goes there? How much is that trip going to go for? How much, how much is that ticket? How much is that ticket? All that. So <laughs> budgeting out. Planes, trains, I'd like to say planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. Right. We've done that in the past. You know, and, uh, We used every form of transportation to get down to a bowl game, and we'll see if that's going to be the same thing on Sunday when we learn where they're going to go. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't get stuck with somebody like Del Griffith. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, anyway, let Dr. Len Clark from irishillustrated.com. A, uh, a million thanks for joining me this afternoon. Jim, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 